listening to Astro Detectives, where longtime friends Scott and Sarah try to debunk or prove the ancient phenomenon of astrology. I'm Sarah Hartshorn, the astrologer. And I'm Scott Randall, the skeptic. Each episode, I'll give Sarah two birth charts, one belonging to our guest and one that I made up. She'll use astrology to try to match the right chart to our guest. A birth chart is a snapshot of the sky when a person is born. It reveals an incredible amount of information about a person. Enough to match a person to the right chart? We'll see. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Astro Detectives. This is week 19. We're back with uh, another guest and another guest astrologer. But first, we are here with our number one, always in our hearts, astrologer, Sarah. What's going on with the stars this week? Oh, goodness, Scott. Well, it is almost Mercury retrograde. Mercury is in its shadow, pre-shadow phase. And what a shadow phase is basically... Um, so when a planet is rec- retrograde, it's going to back up over some degrees. And right now it's crossing over those degrees. It's about to back up on. So what that means is when Mercury is in its shadow phase, you're already starting to feel some of those Mercury retrograde issues pop up like communication and tech failure and all that kind of stuff. So good times. Good times. (laughs) (laughs) And we've all probably experienced that a bit from time to time. Possibly even our guest astrologer might have experienced some of tech failures (laughs) over the past week. But um, I want (laughs) to... I want to welcome to the show this week's guest astrologer, John. Now, I didn't ask you ahead of time. Maurer? Well, actually, it's Moyer. Moyer. John Moyer, welcome to Astro Detectives. We're very happy to have you here. Thank you, Scott. Um, (laughs) Well, good, good. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your background in uh, astrology? Well, my um, mother worked for Carol Ryder, who was the astrologer to the stars. He had uh, his column in over 300 newspapers. And uh, he used to have parties once a month for each sign. Sometimes uh, you would go there and there'd be an animal that was represented by that sign. If Gemini hired two twins to come by. And uh, he uh, did my chart. My mother gave me uh, $10 to spend as a graduation present. And she said, you can spend it on finding out what you should do with your life. And (laughs) so I mailed him a question, and uh, he actually responded. And he said, I'm in Europe, but when I come back, I'd like to. So my mother ended up working for him and hosting all the parties. And uh, he was very, he, he, this Mercury retrograde, he he would say, you know, you put the paper down or you put the pencil down and you can't find it. You know where you put it, but when you go there, it's not there. It really screws up your whole perception apparatus. Mercury, he always used to say, is the reaction to sense impressions. And uh, they're, they're really off. You should not sign contracts. You should not 
Definitely not shine contracts and uh, don't give anyone notice uh, that you're quitting your job because you'll probably end up back there. <laughs> yeah, lots of misunderstandings can happen. And so if you do sign a contract, just make sure you read every single word of it. <laughs> and if you do attempt a podcast, back up everything and allow yourself an extra 15 minutes here or there. Oh, totally. Like, yeah, absolutely. You should. <laughs> Well, I'm excited because um, John uh, and I actually use two different house systems to cast our astrology charts. So it's going to be kind of cool. He, so he uses Placidus and I use whole sign. So it's kind of cool to have like other astrologers with, you know, doing astrology slightly differently and get other perspectives on here. So I'm excited about that. And I don't even want to try to break down the difference between Placidus and whole signs <laughs> on this episode. But listeners, as you know, debrief will come out in a couple of days and we are going to get deep into the weeds on astrology in that section with John. So we will get into the two different house systems and maybe we'll battle it out. Uh, which house system rules? Who knows? <laughs> okay. Um, John, what do you think about the uh, the sort of format of the show and what we're doing here? Is it intriguing to be able to meet somebody and try to guess which chart is theirs as an astrologer? Is that exciting? Well, uh, we're in the age of Aquarius, and astrology is ruled by Aquarius. So for the next 2,000 years, astrology is going to play a, a leading role in decision-making. In fact, some of the largest corporations don't disclose that they do have astrologers guiding them making decisions uh, because there's still prejudice hangover from, you know, years of calling it witchcraft, when in indeed in the Bible it says uh, events cast their shadows before them. So this we're really on the dawning. So you're you're way ahead of the game here, using <laughs> electronics and everything, the new age of Aquarius, where the computer is going to be uh, taking over if we're not careful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I wish we were first. Yeah, yeah the four. This is this is great. We're ready for this. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, without uh, too much further ado, do we want to break down these charts? And uh, Sarah, you can kind of tell us what uh, chart A and chart B. You know, yeah. what two personalities you broke them into and sure. uh, their similarities, first of all. Sure. So um, we have a um, two charts, and I have nicknamed them the Counselor and the networker. And um, the counselor, I feel like, is someone who is going to be very relational and other-oriented and very good at one-on-one uh, -on -one partnership or very interested in partnering with people, maybe lots of different types of people. Um, they may be very familiar with the dating scene and all of that good stuff. And then the networker, I think, is someone who's going to be a lot more friend-oriented and um, maybe a leader in the community or in some sort of group association. And I think they're going to have a lot of friends. So um, that's kind of the two personalities that the thing that's interesting about them is um, at least in whole sign, both of their sons are in the eighth house and 
the eighth house in astrology is, um, I actually have my son there and I think John does too. Um, so yeah, so eighth house, uh, people are usually very interested in astrology and the occult and, um, the mysteries of life and pursuing the mysteries of life and psychology and what makes people tick. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's just a little bit about the eighth house. So this person probably, um, who knows, maybe they're an astrologer. <laughs> so, um, but the, yeah, so the main differences is I think one, I feel like the counselor is going to have a lot of life themes and lessons, um, around one-on-one relationships. And I think, um, you know, that's going to be a prominent theme in their life. And, um, with the, the networker, um, I feel like there's going to, there's writing and communication. I feel like is going to be a huge part of their life, maybe public speaking, writing, teaching, things like that. So th- that's just kind of my first impressions, um, that I picked up from the charts. All right. And we'll be, um, giving the listeners some keywords along the way regarding their character, emotions, money, childhood experience, family, work, romantic partner, and challenges looks like a category this time. Mm -hmm. And in each of these categories, there is a difference or there's a something between these two charts that you'll, that you'll be looking for. That's going to be strikingly different. Yep. All right. Any of those specifically jump out to you that you're going to be focused on? Um, I feel like, um, in the family, um, probably the father, I felt like the father relationship with the counselor, the counselor's father may have had a strained relationship, you know, with like, uh, power struggles and things, or maybe they just have difficulty with authority figures in general. Um, and that was just, I feel like maybe the family dynamic might be a little bit more challenging for the counselor. And, um, yeah, that's the main thing. And then I think as far as like how they process their emotions or how they feel their emotions, I feel like the counselor is going to be a lot more sensitive and picking up on vibrations and impressions in their environment and very empathic. Whereas I think, the networker is going to be someone who's a little bit more emotionally reserved and maybe more private with their feelings. So, um, and I, I think they're going to be someone who comes off a little, uh, friendly, but maybe a little cool and aloof, um, when we first meet them. So, yeah. All right. And meet them. We will soon enough. Um, Anything else before we go to a commercial break and uh, welcome our guest in after we're we're back? Uh, no, but um, yeah. Go to I'm, our Patreon. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, go to our Patreon, please. Um, and shout out, you know, to our Patreon supporters um, that we have so far. So we're so grateful for you. Thank you for supporting our little show. Please tell your friends. Please rate and review us. Whatever you can do to spread the word. Yeah, I kind of rushed through it at the end, but those rates and reviews and all of that stuff really does help other people find the show. So if you like it, you can help other people find it. (laughs) Yeah. And um, all right. So we'll be back right after this with our guest and we'll find out if they are the counselor or the networker. One of those two personalities is just waiting to come on the show. 
So we'll see them in a second. Welcome back, everybody. We are awaiting our guest 19. A lot rides on every one of these episodes. And uh, Sarah, with her new astrologer teammate this week, (laughs) we'll see if they can paint this person as the counselor or the networker. So are we up for the challenge, guys? Up for it. All right, John. All right, good. John's nodding. All right. (laughs) Let's meet our guest this week. And welcome to the show, Christy. Hi, guys. Hi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Christy, Sarah is my longtime friend and astrologer who started this little project with me, oh, so many months ago. And look how far we've made it 19 weeks later. And this week, John is our guest astrologer. He's from right here in L.A. and has quite a history of astrology in this area. Um, even wild astrology parties, which I want to ask him about later. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> um, Christy, without giving anything away having to do with your sign, because you know the premise of the show is we don't want to tip them off. We're mm-hmm. going to ask you questions, and I want you to think about the answers in regards to you and your life, personally where it comes from, not as it relates to any signs that you have from your birth chart or anything. Okay. Um, so... What is kind of your experience with astrology, if any? Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at a book I have on my shelf right here called Sextrology, which to me was a really accurate book. I really enjoyed reading that. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that book, but it kind of <clears throat> separates uh, your sign not only by your sex, female or male, but also by your sexual orientation. So I actually thought that was a pretty accurate book. Um, I'm involved in the plant medicine community out here in LA. So I have tons of friends that are really into astrology. I know there's Vedic astrology. There's different... Uh, I know, uh, schools of thought on that. Um, I, you know, fully, I, I, oh, I can't tell you what I identify as. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, don't say. We, we had that happen one time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think, yes, I, I, this, awesome. is, this is the most dangerous question of the whole episode <laughs> I know, I <laughs> because know. we don't want anybody to slip and tell us anything about your birth date or anything about yeah, your sign. Okay. okay so I'll back off of that question. <laughs> <laughs> I will mention an interesting thing about our guest, Christy. Um, you know that we've had other uh, Sunrun salesmen on the show before. Like my coworkers have been okay. guests on before. Uh, Sarah's, I think, two of them. And I'm, I'm yes. working on a third. Christy is the first, I won't say customer, because you didn't actually purchase solar panels. But we did meet in a Home Depot. And when I found out that you weren't going to be a solar customer, I thought, well, maybe she'll be interested in uh, being a podcast guest. So I ask, how was the pitch? And were you thinking about maybe going solar, even though you couldn't at the time? Oh, if I was a homeowner, I would definitely go solar, but I rent for now. So Because you were convinced, right? It was that convincing? You're very convincing. <laughs> there we go. That's why you're we're all sitting really here today. Good at everything you do. <laughs> <laughs> this this show is just all about my affirmation, uh, building up my ego. Yeah, so, right. we know. Ego yeah. project. <laughs> well, well the, for the astrologers on this one. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were off to such a good start. I want oh, yeah. to, I'm sorry, I'm on my MacBook. So I don't know how to turn off phone calls on my MacBook. I hopefully I don't get any, but if I do, I'll just decline it real quick. But hopefully it doesn't interrupt us. And I apologize in advance if it does. All right, listeners, let's wait for that exciting phone call as it comes <laughs> at the most inappropriate time. Um, well, let's start out. We have uh, different categories that we're gonna kind of work our way through. 
um, for them to determine which chart you belong to. So they'll be asking you questions in different categories. The first one is character. Um, can you kind of describe your character a little bit, who you are? Keywords for the counselor's character. Charming, curious, focused on romantic relationships, an eye for beauty, creature comforts, empathic, sensitive, dreamy, artistic, power struggles with authority figures. Keywords for the networker's character. Cool, calm, and collected. Comedic, focused on friendships. Nostalgic, service-oriented. Emphasis on writing and public speaking and teaching. Strong connection to home and family. I feel like I'm a really outgoing person. Um, um, just really nurturing by nature. Um, uh, I really strive to be of service. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really concerned. Uh, I get really concerned about the, the environment a lot. Um, I really love, uh, I really like being out in nature. Um, I have a, a passion for the jungle, for the rainforest. Um, yeah, uh, I really, I really love plant medicine. Like I said, um, I love being a mom. Um, what else about my character? Yeah. I'll go, just outgoing, friendly, um, extroverted, uh, not super artistic or creative. Although I think I definitely have some, some latent creative abilities. I haven't really got to, uh, 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 explore just yet, but, um, yeah, I mean, I could keep going, but I might be answering other questions you may be asking me. Well, I, we were going to move on to emotions from there, unless you guys had any other questions about character. I'm good. All right. Yes, let's keep it moving along. And emotions, kind of how you process them, deal with them. You know, do you keep them bottled up? Do you let them out? Um, what's your experience around emotions? Keywords for the counselor's emotions, sensitive and empathic. Keywords for the networker's emotions, emotionally reserved and private with their feelings. Oh, sure. I, I let them out. Um, you know, I think I, I used to get really angry in my younger years, but I think I'm just more of a, a crier now than someone who I get more sad than I do angry. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very expressive. Mm -hmm. And that can have a lot to do with the environment as far as getting sad and angry. I feel like that's my experience every time I read about some new development and the world slowly getting warmer. And mm -hmm. <laughs> well, let me let me follow up on that. When you say you let him out, um, are you like emotionally vulnerable in front of other people or do you really try to hide that? Um, no, I don't try to hide it. I consider myself an emotionally intelligent person. So sometimes I'll be the first one to be vulnerable just as a way to, um, have others feel comfortable being vulnerable and open in, in front of me and to feel comfortable. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lead by example, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the category of money, how do you think about money in general? What part does it play in your life? Keywords for the counselor's money. High and low extremes with spending and earning. Keywords for the networker's money. Giving and charitable. Good fortune and abundance with money. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny. I feel like, uh, you know, in the past, sometimes just through cultural conditioning, we think that, you know, money is evil. And if you have money, you're, you're, you know, it's bad, but I've really changed my, my thoughts and feelings around that. Um, I think money is a tool, you know, um, and, uh, I feel like I'm pretty good at manifesting it for myself. I'm pretty good. I like to manifest more. <laughs> Um, I'm not good at saving. I'm good at spending. And, um, I really, I, I, I like to, I like quality things, you know, I either, I either have the best of the best or, or I'll have something real, real chintzy until I can afford something real nice. I usually don't have things too much in the middle. Well, that's good. That's, no. that's more sustainable. Oh, go ahead. Are you oh. the type of person who, when you want to buy something, you want to buy the best and you will save up until you have enough money to buy the best? Or will you just take that money and buy something that is less than the best, but much less expensive? I'll usually wait till I get the best. Thank you. Of course. Um, well, that's why... I would have been pitching the high-end solar panels, the ones that they make <laughs> in Canada versus the Chinese panels. I'm really yeah. going to be pitching the top dollar product. Would have bought those for sure. We'll get you the Tesla batteries. All right, moving on to childhood experience. Um, what are just some words that come to mind when you think about childhood? Keywords for the counselor's childhood experience. Emphasis on harmony, fairness, manners, and social etiquette physical beauty, and aesthetics, may have grown up in a religious household. Keywords for the networker's childhood experience. Emphasis on individuality and independence. Unconventional family dynamics. May have had a lot of hobbies. Very connected to mom and female relatives. Miserable. It was miserable. <laughs> It was a rough one. It was a rough one. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if you want to expound on that. Yeah. It was, it was very challenging, very difficult. I think that's why I love being an adult so much because, you know, once, you know, I, I became an adult, I'm like, okay, now, uh, I don't have any excuses to, um, uh, you know, it, I just felt like it was exciting to become an adult because now um, I can't blame anyone for my bad circumstances. And then the control uh, and power was on me to cultivate experiences and friendships that, uh, you know, were positive um, and, uh, and, and fun. Uh, so getting to like, you know, co-create that for yourself as, as an adult was uh, very empowering for me versus, you know, feeling so oppressed and, and abused as a child and not being able to control your, your circumstances, you know. What, what were, what were the kinds of things you were focused on as a child growing up? And within your comfort level, you know, any of these questions, you can just say pass. Yeah. I, you know, something I, I was thinking about recently is how much of a perfectionist I was. And that never was placed on me much as a child. I think I was just born wanting things to be perfect. And I would get really frustrated if things weren't like, as I thought that they should be. Um, 
I was always, as a kid, was very uh, still a nurturing uh, mother figure. I was the oldest. Um, I was also kind of bossy. My parents called me Bossy Bessie. Um, very, very smart. Um, was really good in school. Um, but I was also really shy as a kid, but I think that was just kind of a product of my, my circumstances as a child. I didn't become outgoing till I got older. And what kind of like, what did you spend your time doing or what were you into as a kid? I read a lot. I love dancing. Oh my gosh. I should have grown up to be a professional dancer. I love dancing, dancing, uh, reading. I played a little bit of sports. I did a lot of softball growing up, cheerleading, That's a good amount. Okay. Um, so along those lines, um, getting into family, can you tell us a little bit about your mom and some words that you would describe her? E-words for the counselor's mother. Selfless, kindness towards strangers, spiritual, wise, possible addiction issues. Keywords for the networker's mother. Very significant, strong connection to roots and ancestors may have passed away. Sure. Uh, my mom now, she's she's very funny and outgoing. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom was in and out of prison uh, a lot when I was growing up. So she, she had a really difficult time. So I was raised by my dad and my stepmom. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, and how, what was, can you talk about like how that impacted you to see your mom going through that? Sure. Yeah. I think it made me very empathetic and very sensitive to a lot of people. I feel like since I couldn't save my mother, I spent a lot of time in childhood trying to, trying to save other people. Oh, yeah. Um, moving on to dad. If mm -hmm. he did most of the raising. Um, he did, him and my stepmom. Keywords for the counselor's father. Tradesman. Stubborn. May have been controlling. Keywords for the networker's father. Service industry, caretaker, helpful, humble, detailed. My dad is a military police officer. He's a man's man, and he raised me. He treated me like I was a boy. He was very, very hard on me. Um, uh, but uh, it made me tough. <laughs> I'll give him that. Um, yeah, he coached my softball team. Um I call him Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because sometimes he was very fun-loving and a great dad, and some days he was just a monster. Mm. Wow. In, and what it, in what way, I guess, would be the, I don't know. Uh, just very abusive. Oh. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, okay. we, and we, you we choose our parents before we come into this life so yeah. our soul can learn the lessons it came to learn. So I'm learning. Yeah. Um, and you said career-wise he was in the military? And a police officer. Police mm -hmm. officer. Okay. And is he still uh, around? Do you still have a relationship with him? I, yeah. We were able to do amazing healing around our relationship with my mother and my father. I'm very blessed to uh, be able to come full circle with that. I don't think uh, many people get to have that that closure and that healing and that acknowledgement from their parents of, of their behavior that was so maladaptive and you know unsupportive in childhood. So yeah, I have an amazing relationship with both my parents. Mm. Was that was that with your 
stepmother or your birth mother? In my, that? Birth, my birth mother was in and out of prison. Mm-hmm. It, that's amazing. Can you talk a little bit about the, the process that that took to turn that relationship into something positive now? Sure. Well, I think I was so angry at my parents for so long that the way um, as a teenager, I decided to get back at them was to hurt myself because that was, you know, was rebellion and, you know, your parents love you so much. And like somewhere in my mind, I thought, well, the best way to hurt them is to hurt myself and act out and be wild. So I was a very wild child for, for a very long time. A lot of that obviously just stemmed from so much anger. And then I just kind of woke up one day and realized, wow, this is really ridiculous. Like I'm letting, um, their negativity and, and what they did win over me because I'm allowing it to affect me so negatively by punishing myself. I'm like, this is really ridiculous. And then I just kind of realized success is their best revenge. And, uh, through different processes, I just realized, um, how, how much strength, um, and peace there was in forgiveness. So, you know, I I forgave them more at first for myself. And, um, I was actually reflecting on this recently too. And, um, you know, I, I almost feel so badly that my parents feel so badly for how they behaved and what they did that I don't want them to feel that way because when I was having such a hard time in life, it was hard for them to look at me and have a relationship with me because my failure was a direct reflection of, um, their mistreatment of me. You know, they took full responsibility that the reason I was having such a difficult time in life was because of the way that they raised me and, and treated me. And so I feel like I love them so much and I forgive them and I want them to forgive themselves. So I'm really focused on becoming um, successful and and becoming a leader in my community and having something something to give back and showing people what's possible, you know, through healing and overcoming. Um, and I just have this uh, picture in my mind of my parents seeing me speak on stage in front of thousands of people at this leadership conference, so that they can um, kind of forgive themselves and see that it was all just part of the process. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, along that, like when you say um, you wanted to, you know, work on your success to make them feel better and I guess make yourself feel better too, um, in the category of work, that's the next one. Um, what kind of uh, words describe uh, what what you've been working on, what you are good at, what you're driven to do, what you want to do, that all that stuff. Keywords for the counselor's work. House and home, cooking, caretaking, security, music, and art. Keywords for the networker's work. Psychology, teaching, beauty, influencer, large group associations, transformation, the occult, and leadership. Sure, yeah, I have my hands on a lot of things right now. Um, like I said, I'm really big on on service. Um, um my ultimate goal would be to be able to go down to the Amazon jungle and study more uh, closely with the uh, indigenous tribes on there, specifically the Shipibo tribe in how they use, you know, uh, plants in the Amazon uh, for, for healing purposes. Um, and uh, to be able to be like assisting in ayahuasca ceremonies to help assist other people on their healing journey. Um, I have my license as a mortgage broker, which was more just a strategic way to, uh, you know, 
uh, bring in a, a substantial income. But with the rates being so high and being new in the industry, that's proven more difficult than I originally thought. Uh, so I was leaving myself open to other opportunities and I was able to connect with some high-level entrepreneurs who uh, leveraged e-commerce and left their jobs in their 20s instead of their 50s and were able to create amazing results in their life and get financially free. So I pursued them and they uh, took me through an education process. I earned mentorship with them and they're teaching me all about um, entrepreneur, uh, being an entrepreneur and uh, money and how to make it work for me. And it's uh, a mentorship program. Um, mostly it's like 90% mentorship in 10% business. And I'm um, given the opportunity to grow myself and um, grow into a, a leadership role and position where I'm able to um, help other people like myself who are hungry and wanting to find a way to uh, earn back their time and no longer trade their time for a paycheck. And uh, yeah, and just in, in connect with people and help lead people to financial freedom so that they have time to pursue their passion projects. We got a little passion project going right here. Sarah and I, I were like, that. how are we going to do this? Can we make <laughs> this work around our schedules? And somehow... And the other thing that I have uh, been going through the process for the past five months on uh, becoming a surrogate. So um, I've always wanted to be a surrogate since I found out what it was in my twenties, but uh, they don't let you become, be a surrogate until after you've had your own child. And I feel like now is a good time in my life to go on this journey. So hopefully by the end of this month, I will uh, be pregnant and get to help someone else achieve the dream of having a family. Wow. That's interesting. Wow. How do you think that that pregnancy will be different than your first one? This is not a category question, but <laughs> that's just an interesting to to be, you know, this is for them. And so it's nine months with a child as a gift to to this other person, as opposed to for yourself with, which was, I guess your experience the first time. Sure. Well, it's been 12 years since I've been pregnant. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, I'm a lot healthier now, so I'm thinking my body will be stronger, even though I'm, I'm 37 and not 24 anymore. So, um, hopefully that goes well. Um, uh, yeah. How will it be different? Was that the question? I'm so sorry. If or anything, I don't know. That was yeah. just, that just well, popped if, into my mind. It's going to be different. It's like, I'm excited to, you know, help someone else have a family, but there's also going to be this big sense of loss because you, you know, obviously become connected with this baby that's growing inside of you. And even though I know it's not biologically mine, um, I know through speaking with other women who've gone through this experience, it's definitely going to be a mourning grieving process for a few weeks after, because your body's just as a woman, you know, you're looking to nurture and care for something that's not there. So it's going to, it's going to be difficult, but but rewarding also, but I'm, I'm a pretty strong woman. So I think, you know, I, I have the, uh, the constitution, the, the architecture to do something like this. Mm -hmm. Wow. Any questions from our astrologers? You guys no. just checking off the boxes over it, there? Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to take it all in and look at the charts. So if I'm quiet, I'm, I'm, like, it means yeah. it means you're doing a good job because you're answering yeah. the questions that they need answered. Sometimes I'm wondering, like, are you guys getting what you need to get? <laughs> Don't worry about us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm worried about you, John, over there. You look a little too comfortable. <laughs> Hopefully you haven't made up your mind already. No, I'm just extremely impressed with our guests' uh, willingness to disclose highly personal uh, details about her life. This is really amazing. Not a lot of people walk around like uh, very closed, but she's 
you are very outgoing and very um, free with with yourself. That's that's really refreshing to see that. Thank you, John. Oh yeah, I guess going back to character, I'm very free spirited. I do. I'm. I as my mom says, I I march to the beat of my own drum. <laughs> well, there's no go backsies though. We can't go back to character. I'm sorry. We're scratching that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, moving on from work. Although in regards to work, I was wondering how much of the rainforest, where are we at right now with the rainforest down there? I keep hearing about acres and acres and square miles disappearing. And then I'm like, is there any Amazon left? Is there like, what are we down to percentage wise? I'm not sure that question makes my heart beat so hard. I think we're, yeah. we're okay. We're, I mean, it's the lungs of the earth. So, yeah. I think we're okay. okay. I never hear a good story about the Amazon. Like, oh, oh, tons of regrowth was happening. We discovered a whole section that it took back from the farmers. Mm -hmm. I never, that never comes up. We've got some good people down there working on it. That's good. Okay. That's, that's reassuring to me. So, Mm -hmm. and if anybody else wants to be a good person, go down there and help out. I'm sure there's some links that'll be in the show notes to uh, get involved with saving the rainforest. Um, next category is romantic partner. What type of person have you been? Are you currently, um, I don't know, interested in Sarah, I always find this question is hard to word. This is the type of person that you're into, not necessarily how you view romantic partnership. I I think a better way to phrase it is, have you been married? What, who is that person or who who are the just like, just kind of giving us an idea of the people you have dated. Keywords for the counselor's romantic partner. Drawn to sampling a variety of people and relationships. Mentally stimulating conversation. Athletic. Keywords for the networker's romantic partner. Drawn to very expressive people. Entertaining, showy, outgoing, generous. I've never been married, not yet. I hope to be one day because my last name has an apostrophe in it and I'd love to change it because it causes lots of problems everywhere I go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I I usually go for the funny guy, funny, outgoing, life of the party, um, very gregarious and muscular. All right. (laughs) Okay. All right. I can see, well, I'm looking at the breakdown of two of these, of these two categories. So some of them, it seems like, oh, it could go a little way, a little in each category. But this one, I feel like I'm leaning in one direction. Um, last but not least, the final the final category. And they'll have other questions, too. But um, challenges. Can you say some words about challenges in your life and just where those have come from and how you've dealt with them? And just, just to clarify that, I would say, like, when you think of your life as a whole, where your where your main challenges um, like life lessons are coming from. Keywords for the counselor's challenges, family, especially father and authority figures. Keywords for the networker's challenges, mental health. It's mm, a good question. <laughs> um, I've had a lot of challenges um, around addiction. Um, that's been uh yeah, that's been a, a challenge off and on. Uh, not anymore, but was. Um, uh, I went to treatment 
left uh, two years ago for alcohol, which was a good turning point for me. Um, And I guess what I could say in relation to that is that um, because I have such like this, this you know, heart. Um, and I, I care so much about a lot of things and I always had a lot of anxiety and and feeling the weight of all of the negativity, like in the world and in, um, in society and, um, very overwhelmed by all of that. And I, I didn't, uh, I felt really alone in that. And, um, and I was always really envious of people who could just kind of shut, like not care, like that were very like ignorant to a lot of things. And that could just, you know, be very like carefree in that way. And, uh, so I just felt really alone in, in all of that, especially coming from a really, a, a small city where there wasn't, um, you know, a, a lot of options, a, a lot of different, you know, kinds of people. And I was so thankful to find plant medicine and and learn about, oh, okay, there is someone working on saving bees and there is someone working on saving the oceans. And there is someone's working on saving the Amazon. You know, I, I'm not this, this lone weirdo off to the side that's, you know, constantly anxious about and cares about these things. Uh, so I think sometimes I would just get so overwhelmed with that. Um, it was just kind of, uh, and I felt, feel so much responsibility to be self-actualized and and live a a driven purpose life. And sometimes that seems so overwhelming. Like I didn't quite have the right guidance to do that. So I would just kind of bury myself and hide from my responsibility that I have in substances and alcohol. Can I ask, I mean, thank you for sharing that. Can I ask, did did your mom have similar issues? Yes, she did. Mm -hmm. Addiction? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, could you also talk a little bit about like what your, um, what your health and nutrition habits are? Yes, I am very, uh, health and nutrition focused. I work with a traditional Chinese medicine doctor recently. I've worked with a high level nutritionist out of Las Vegas where I get my levels tested, um, every so often, um, I'm on lots of supplements. I eat organic, um, Recently tried gluten-free, which I'm enjoying. Uh, not a lot of processed foods. I work out pretty regularly. I'm in pretty good, pretty good shape. Um, sleep great. Um, yeah. What's the secret to great sleep? Melatonin and exercise. <laughs> if you exercise and you like spend your energy for the day, is it's easy to sleep. And no phone before bed. That's done wonders for me. Yeah, no phone before bed and a grounding mat. I sleep on a grounding mat and that really helps. Oh, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> John knows. Do you, John? No, I have no idea. But oh, John doesn't know either. It's very refreshing that you admit this, this ignorance. <laughs> what is it? On the internet? <laughs> I was thinking of like a yoga mat and then I was thinking, do you wait, do you sleep on the floor or how do you get a grounding mat, but you put it over the mattress? Sure. Yeah. So it's a, it's a mat that's plugged into the wall and what it mimics is because, you know, you know, through history, humans were touching the earth and there's something about the electrons and being able to connect with the earth and the electron exchange and being able to ground into the earth's frequency that keeps us healthy. And what they've noticed through different studies is that um, 
sleeping or using a grounding mat sometime throughout the day or sleeping on one at night reduces a lot of inflammation and helps. It's, it's one of those, you know, cure all type things, but uh, I think they've had a lot of success with autistic children and, and having them um, on grounding mats sometimes to help calm them down as well. There's a great documentary about it. Interesting. Well, on this podcast, we're all about exploring all of those little interesting things that people get into yeah. <laughs> or Sarah and I were calling it seekers. So we just have a lot of seekers on the show that are interested in following their interests. All right, Sarah, you have a question. I can just see it. Oh yeah. Um, are you, how important is like cleaning cleanliness and organization to you? Do you take it to an extreme? I don't take it to an extreme, but I do like to be organized and clean. I'm not is a messy it, person. Do you just do it to stay organized or do you get like some do you, how do I say this? Do you get off on being organized? <laughs> <laughs> I, say I get off on it, but I, just, I feel like, you know, your, your space is a reflection of what's going on inside your head. So sometimes if I'm, my head's a little crazy, I'm like, the, okay, the one thing I can control is what's outside right now. So I'll clean my space to help clear my mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I didn't know how to phrase that question. <laughs> I'm also something that might help you guys too, is I'm, I, I've, I don't know if I could say very vain. I used to be very vain, but my looks are, I'm very concerned about that a lot. I, I fixate and focus on that probably more than most people. Okay. That's actually, that's a great question. I might start asking people that that's, that's a great question. Um, John, do you have any questions? For no, that? I- I've already voted here. This oh, is you voted. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> open book. <laughs> I hope I'm right. I, I, I mean, hope you're right too. One out of two, right? <laughs> you're either there are only two charts. Heads or tails. <laughs> That's what I keep telling Sarah. <laughs> um, alrighty. Well, I yeah, I, I I can't think of any more questions in the moment, but I'm I'm eager to um, have a quick discussion with John. And... Yeah, it sounds like John's pretty confident. Sarah, are you feeling a little more on the fence? Yeah, I mean, I, I there are some. Uh, I wrote more down for one, but there is a couple of words that I can't ignore for the other, so that's bothering me. But maybe I'll get some clarity being able to talk to John. I wish we could also like phone a friend or poll the audience. <laughs> well, to me, the guest astrologer is kind of like your phone a friend. Yeah, it you is. guys get to have a little powwow and uh, and talk it out for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so while that happens, I'm going to have to put you back out in the waiting room, Christy, because we can't have you listening to... Um, what they're saying. And then they say your, your sign. And you're like, Ooh, that's me. And okay. suddenly the whole experiment is blown, but this gives you a great opportunity to take about 10 minutes and, you know, get a drink, go to the bathroom, go somehow s- contribute something to the rainforest. And, <laughs> and then we'll, uh, we'll welcome you back in a few in, in about 10 minutes or so. All right. Sounds great guys. Good luck. Okay, everybody. So now it's just us. One skeptic, two astrologers, one confident astrologer, and one who's a little more on the fence. Um, can I hear each of you say which chart you're leaning towards? Not, sorry, not the chart, but the personality 
um, that you're leaning towards. And then I'm going to let, I'm going to take off my headphones so I don't hear anything and y'all can talk planets and all of that stuff. Uh, John, which one are you so confident about? At the counselor. Counselor, Sarah, what were you thinking about that? That's the one I had more uh, written down for. I have more. But, then there's a, but there are a couple a, words that yeah, are making you think. Yeah, there's a couple words that with the networker that I need to address with John. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah. you guys, uh, you got a few minutes here and uh, give me a little wave and I'll come on back. All righty. All right, audience, you enjoy this behind the curtain astrology talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John. Well, uh, so. Well, the, without... only, the only thing I had for the networker was when she talked about that mat. And uh, that kind of is a nutty Aquarius thing. You know, their Aquarius has always got a few screws loose. It just seemed to me, and especially as a rising sign. And then when she talked about her father having two personalities, there's Gemini on the fourth house. But those are the only two things. The counselor had a lot of stuff. But um, do you want me just to go ahead and go through it or? Well, um, by the way, I'm an Aquarius rising, <laughs> but I, yeah, well, I, I, mean, <laughs> I do resemble that. So that's fine. My um, father was an Aquarius and, uh, <laughs> and Scott's an Aquarius son. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Okay. So tell me if you agree with so the one thing that was drawing me to the networker was she kept saying that she wants to, she likes to be of service. She likes to be of service. She said that multiple times and, um, and yeah. And then she said, I'm, I'm not very creative, you know, that kind of threw me a little bit. Um, however, when she was talking about being very vain, when she was talking about the addiction issues that her and her mother both went through, um, when she was talking about the relationship with her father, all of that matched up with what I was kind of expecting to see from the counselor's chart. So, well, uh, first of all, her father's a police officer and Mars is in the fourth house and Mars governs the military and the police officer. And I can imagine in that household with Mars being right. there, it's not very uh, calm most of the time. Mars stirs things up. They don't like right. things for very long. Um, bossy, she used the word bossy, which is another word for Taurus, right? And she, the, the her pursuit of a financial having financial independence is very Torian. Right. And, uh, the Torians will always save to get the best thing. Right, they, right, right. They will save up, and then as long as it takes to get the very best. Um, also, her attitude to her personal adornment is very tied up with a Libra rising sign right libra yes are beautiful they're into beauty it's libra is ruled by venus so anything having to do with being uh very presentable and 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 also um the muscular she liked a muscular man and right. the aries uh the right. sign 
for marriage material. And all this service and healing and being a Virgo surrogate is all in the sixth house as being of service. Um, well, feel empathy tied in with uh, the also the Pisces construct. There. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I was trying. So I know Pisces really wants to be of service too, which is it's Virgo's polarity. So every time she was talking about being of service, I was like, that could be her Pisces moon conjunct jupiter all of that um but she was throwing me a little bit there when she she said the words service and perfectionist or perfect and all that and almost like she was underscoring a little bit so i didn't know if um that was the only thing that was leading me to the other chart that threw me but everything else i agree i everything you're talking about was lying like i agree that's what i was picking up on um and, uh, yeah, I, I really know. So like in her, if in the Taurus chart, um, the count, sorry, the counselor chart, we've got the sun opposite Pluto. And that's why I was thinking there would be some really challenging issues with the father. And then you, and as you mentioned, Mars in the fourth house, yeah. Also, what she did, which was amazing, she turned her life around in a very rational way when she decided not to uh, uh, be a big problem to her parents, which on a very high level, um, you know, Libra being an air sign, is she's very intelligent the way she approached it rationally and saying, I'm doing this. I don't need to do this to these people. Um, I can be better. I can I can. Uh, and even the arrangement of going through therapy to bring this about, making those kind of decisions uh, is is very, very, on a very rational level. Someone is going to fix their lives. That's really amazing. Yeah, uh, and she, she also is a really fast talker. And I noticed that Mercury and Aries in the Taurus chart, in the, sorry, I should say the counselor's chart. And... Um, and she's also, I mean, I know the audience can't necessarily see, but she is very beautiful. And, you know, she mentioned that vanity thing. So yeah, I, I think I, um, I was leaning towards the counselor chart. And now that I know you are for all those reasons, I feel like more certain it was just those couple of keywords that she was throwing me off because she almost said them very pointedly about being a perfectionist and, um, being of service. So I was like, oh, is that supposed to let us know she's <laughs> a Virgo or something? <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, we'll see. You know, I mean, um, the, the, the chart, the way that all the planets are arranged in the bottom one, the networker, is this is a person, the chart of someone who definitely wants to be out front with all those planets above the horizon. Whereas the ones for the counselor, it's all headed toward the, it's in the bottom where she is, what she's doing is she's really building toward relationships. That's yeah. the way houses one through six are headed and uh, being out front and getting accolades. But she did do that speaking thing too, when she, you know, 
had when she, she was chosen to speak before a lot of people uh that could that could fit for the networker too right right they don't like to be in the shadows or behind the scenes they like to be out front but yeah that, that was there wasn't really a lot the father was with his two personalities she said that you know one time he was like this and then he'd swing around be with gemini there uh, that's a dual sign, but that's about all I found in the network. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we're good. We can bring Scott back on now and let him know what we have decided. What have you decided? <laughs> well, Scott, I, I think the cons- I feel better now that I've gotten to talk to John. We uh, hashed it out and we we feel like the counselor is definitely more speaking to us and her life story the counselor all right and you're not just getting swayed by the guest astrologer no that is the one that i had more notes for there were Mm -hmm. just um one or two things that she said um that were throwing me off a little bit and i it was unsettling and I just needed to talk it out with John. <laughs> and John put you at ease. He said, look, those things that you heard, they're not a problem. That could be the counselor too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> of course, if I'm wrong, she'll never listen to me again. <laughs> you better listen, get somebody else in my I, <laughs> No, listen, I've been wrong plenty of times. So I, it's why sometimes I don't want to listen to myself. <laughs> So at least now you have some backup. All right. We're going to um, see if it's the counselor. After this commercial break, we'll be back with our guest and the big reveal. Stay tuned. All right, everybody. We're back. We are here with our guest. Our two astrologers had a chance to chat. Um, It sounds like they've come to a consensus. But do you want to talk a little bit about the decision-making process that you guys went through over there? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just was scribbling down. I kind of put two columns, counselor and networker. And every time she said something, I was kind of scribbling some stuff down and I had just written more down for the counselor. And Um, Christy, you should know that before we even met you, Sarah broke down these two birth charts that she's been looking at into two personality types. One of them she named the counselor. One of them she named the networker. And they have a lot of different traits in each of those categories that we were going through. And then she and John have just been, I guess, trying to notice any of the words you were saying matching up with either the counselor or the networker. Interesting. And Sarah, it sounds like you guys have settled on one of those two. Yeah. I mean, uh, after talking things out with John, he he had already voted for the counselor and that kind of made me feel a little bit better about going with that. That way, that's the one I was leaning towards. But again, she just said there were like two key words that she said rather pointedly that kind of threw me off a little bit. And uh, <laughs> so I, I got a little nervous there for a second, but I feel after talking to John that uh, I'm more, more, confident (laughs) that sounds especially confident the way you said it (laughs) i feel like one of my strong points is networking and connect and like connecting people i was going to ask you if one of those two you if you um 
what what do you yeah if one of those two jumped out at you more yeah but counselor too i don't know i could go 50 50 on both of them well the reason i named it the counselor is i just felt that person's chart had a lot of energy for being very caring compassionate nurturing and a lot of like one-on-one relationships and just a very um yeah all around somebody who would have the ability to do like a counseling style counseling work you know it doesn't mean that that's what they do but you know um and breaking it down a little bit uh, was there a category that really helped kind of define it for either one of you two how about you john anything well um she used the word do I mention the the birth date now? No, 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 no not no, no. yet, not yet. Just, <laughs> just yeah, talk in terms of the counselor networker. Oh, okay. Um, it was there were there were like uh, red flags, but I don't want to interpret that as being a negative thing. I just want to say something jumped out at me based on what what Christy said that that seem to be emanating from a certain configuration in the chart. I could be wrong, but that's it was certain word choices and certain things that she did with her life that I thought the chart backed it up. That is intriguing, but so vague. It's hard for me to like narrow down into what area. Say. Yeah, I that's mean, true. It's I like mention- do I no. mention what's on the cusp on the first house? Do I? Oh mention- no, no, uh, yeah, not not like why well, you're leaning that way, but kind of well, what personality part was a, a defining? Yeah, for me, between for the me, two charts, for me, it was when she was talking about her parents and um, the dynamic with her father growing up, some of the addiction issues that she and her mother faced. Um, you know about her the comment at the end about being very um, concerned about appearance. Those were things that were, I think, drawing both of us to the counselor chart. All right. Um, And then the networker has a lot of, you know, as a skeptic, I feel like both of these charts can fit. So I always say my little piece for the chart that they didn't pick. And the network has a lot of things in here. Um, well, psychology, teaching, beauty, you mentioned, not for work, but um, influencer is kind of like doing reach, outreach um, for different causes. Um, The networker, I felt like, would be someone who would be very good or very, um, their life would revolve around like a lot of public speaking, and you'd mentioned something about that. So that was another, like, little tick mark for the networker, but I mean, um, well, one area that Sarah was definitely looking at was emotions and one of they're both short. So I'll just read both of them. One of them says sensitive and empathetic. And the other one says emotionally reserved and private with their feelings. Does one of those two resonate with you, Christy? Yeah. Not the reserved one. Not the reserved one, but the sensitive and empathetic. Well, then it sounds like you're on the same page because that's the counselor's chart, uh, 
description is sensitive and empathetic. As long as I'm in church, there's a a key thing that made me interpret the networker's emotions that way. Um, You know, so again, we're just, this is based on my interpretation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as far as big reveals go, um, this is where you guys reveal which chart is it that belongs to the counselor. Cause I don't know. I know the correct chart, but I don't know which one belongs to the counselor. So I will be excited to hear which chart it is. And then Sarah, maybe you, you might ask the guest for their sun sign and they'll, they'll do the reveal, but you want to log your chart choice first. Yeah. Um, the counselor is chart a The counselor is chart a. So can we ask her now what her son, can we tell her what we think her sun sign is? <laughs> Let's do it. And she will either confirm or deny. <laughs> All right, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> John, would you like to do the honors? <laughs> yeah. Um, are you a Taurus? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Congrat- <Okay>. Awesome. <laughs> Congratulations, astrologers. We knew when you used the word bossy. <laughs> <laughs> bossy is another, is another uh, you know, on the farm, they'd say, you know, to someone in the cows, they'd say, boss, say boss. So when I, I heard you use the word bossy, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> part of her, some kind of, this is like a, a quick reveal here. <laughs> That's so funny. I can't wait to tell my parents that you guessed that just by them calling me bossy. <laughs> but, but you're, you're, you have Libra rising. They're, Libras are always, they present themselves well. They take care of how they look. Mm-hmm. But the other chart, may I identify what it is? Yeah. Sure. It's a Libra. So the other chart is a Libra. And no, no, no. Her, hers is a Libra, Libra. rising. No, um, she she's a Libra rising, and the other chart is a Aquarius rising. No, but I mean, her son is in Libra. What? The uh, the other chart oh, is, is a Vir- Virgo sun. Twenty nine degrees of Virgo. Oh, okay. So All when right. you were saying, you said a couple of times, almost pointedly, I like being of service, and you said something about perfectionism, and I was like, is she trying to, like, tell me something? <laughs> so that those were the only two things that got me a little hunk, tripped up, mm. um, thinking that could this be a Virgo? Because, you know, Taurus and Virgo, there's a lot of overlap there. They're both Earth signs. They're both very practical. Uh, they both want to, you know, I think with your Pisces moon in the sixth house that it speaks to you wanting to be of service. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I don't know how much you knew about astrology. You mentioned at the top of the show, some having an astrology book. So I was like, Oh, maybe she knows a lot about it. I, I it would, I mean, I could have read it going into this, but I kind of just wanted to, you know, kind of have just this experience without catching up on anything before. Like, yeah, I know I'm a Taurus, but I didn't know like Libra rising that my moon is in Pisces. Like maybe someone's, I'm sure someone's told me that before, but I don't remember any of that. Okay. So you didn't know you were a Libra rising? Yeah. I, yeah. Taurus oh. is 
gun sign, right? I thought you were trying to tip us off. I thought you said, I don't know if this will be helpful, but I'm very vain. And I was like, oh, she she's trying to tell us like, hey, I'm a Libra rising. Oh, see, I always <laughs> thought that because in my experience, what I know of Taurus is, is like they're like said to be like the er- earthly nymph goddesses. Like they can, they can be like, uh, like we like fancy, sophisticated things, but we can also be barefoot in the jungle and be happy for, for my speaking for myself, at least. Well, your Taurus and your Libra ascendant is both ruled by Venus, which is very, you know, speaks to that beauty and aesthetic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. This was great. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys got it. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I'm glad that there were no secret messages being passed back and forth about revealing what your sign was that only the astrologers <laughs> can pick up on because I need to learn more astrology so I can pick up on those and, uh, and red flag them. You know, yeah, you did say at one point I'm 37, and I was like, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that because, uh, prior to coming on the show, I did calculate, I was looking at perfection years, and um, th- these charts would be two different ages. Oh, okay, but I, I like put that right out of my mind. I, I didn't know, I couldn't remember any of that, so oh, I, that's a I, good point. I steered away from that, but, um, so yeah, because yeah, I was still on the fence at the end because I I was, you know, one people, of these one of these charts had a birthday this year. I mean, well, you had a birthday this year, mm-hmm. and the other the other chart is from September. Oh yeah. no, 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 no yeah. it's, it, okay. it's okay. No, Sarah it blocked good. it from her mind. She Listen, says that she wasn't influenced. <laughs> people have actually straight up like given me tips before, and I've been like too blind to see them. So, <laughs> um, it's all good. But yeah. All right. Well, that is uh, any, oh, now that you know their cor- the correct chart, is there any uh, wisdom that you would like to impart on our guests that they can take with them um, now that you know that they're the Taurus sign? What should they be looking out for? What are they doing well already? How's the year going to go for them? What lotto numbers should they pick? <laughs> Well, I'm just so impressed by Christy and, um, you know, her, her son is in the eighth house and I have my son in the eighth house and so does John. And so people who have their son in the eighth house, their life is, there's a lot of themes around transformation and, um, you know, really it's like this Phoenix rising energy, like death and rebirth and really healing yourself so that you can help heal others. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really about, uh, yeah, it's, there's, it's, it's a really deep house. (laughs) So, um, John, do you have any, any words of wisdom? uh, Torians, Torians, uh, I don't think you'll ever be short of money. They are very, (laughs) very good with money and they are one of the things the, the house of Taurus, which is the second house, is the opposite of what went before. You have Aries that's uh, out of control. We got to you yesterday. Hurry up. Taurus is very structured. And they impart that structure in their environment. They they take that structure and it's 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 like sewn into their their being. And uh, 
they do have to watch their temper. You know, some things set them off because this structure sometimes will get to the point where people can disturb it. And that's the only thing that you really have to watch out for is that to quietly walk away uh, because certain things will set you off and jiggle at that beautiful framework that guides nearly everything you do. I mean, what what is you think you move very slowly. It's like that cow in the pasture that's lying down in order for it to get up. And we even move, there has to be something that's really disturbing. They're very calm. Gary Cooper was a was a uh, Taurus, and he was with another Taurus actor. And I think they exchanged three words the entire afternoon. They're very measured. They take their time. They look at something from all directions and you think, oh, my God, you know, he isn't talking. Um, But you're very loquacious, you know, with that Libra rising, you know, you're very you don't want any. uh, And probably where's your Mercury Uh, over there uh, in Aries, you know? Yeah, that that was something else I picked up on is your fast talking. I was like, oh, this looks like Mercury in Aries. (laughs) But, but we can get into all the minutiae uh, in our That's debrief. So That's true. Is there um, anything that listeners can do, um, any places you would like to send them for causes or any sort of uh, places that they can find you or your work? Yeah, I would love to share that. Um, I already I texted you a link. I'm not sure if you saw it for junglekeepers.org. If you want to post that in the notes, uh, in the link or the link in the notes, uh, Paul Rosalie is an amazing man who's doing lots of good things down there, helping to protect um, thousands of acres. He's working on work, uh, hundreds of thousands of acres of uh, protecting the rainforest down there, especially where the uncontacted tribes are living and trying to keep that pristine rainforest and preserve their culture. That's amazing. That will be linked to in the show notes. Sarah, did you have anything else you would look like you wanted to jump in? Oh, I just wanted to ask, um, you know, if people wanted to get a uh, reading from John, are you open to that? Can people contact you? No. No? Okay. <laughs> it's no, all good. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really feel that I'm at a level where I want to take that responsibility on. Uh, sure. There are very, very, very uh, qualified astrologers who have 30 years in the field who are much better at addressing people's these uh, people's needs when they have either some uh, terrible tension in their lives where they have to make a quick decision. I had to do that once, and I went to... Uh, a fellow my name Till T Y L E. He went to Harvard. He graduated in psychology, and he's written a lot of books. And I asked him a question. He said, uh, "What's your credit card number?" <laughs> <laughs> it was one hundred fifty dollars for one question, and uh, he helped he helped explain what was going on. So it it was really well spent. All right. Well, so don't don't stumble around out there. There are, and most of them, uh, Sarah has some of the books, and I do too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you can seek them out, people who are very qualified to address some, you know, needs that people have about needing questions being answered. Absolutely. Um, All right. No, well, the question, thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah. And the question of this episode was answered. You guys got the chart. Congratulations. And um, I guess we're going to, as the detectives will be uh, closing the case files here. And we're trying to use more of the detective language. We've been really skimping on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're, um, the the sleuthing is over. Um, the, the, yeah. the witness has been interrogated and is you're, now... You're... You're oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, free to go. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for including me in on your podcast. I really appreciate it. All right. Let me close this out. Thank that's, you so much. <laughs> that's it, everyone. Let us know what you thought by commenting on whatever platform you follow us on. Links to our accounts are in the show notes. If you like the show and want to support it, you can visit patreon.com slash astrodetectives podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss the next episode. Rate and review and tell your friends. And until next week, this case is closed. Music play, music play.